Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll explain why premium position CPG brands like those with added functional ingredients need to watch their back as private label starts becoming a larger threat in this next era. But before we get started, I would love if you took 53 seconds out of your day to leave a rating review whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Even as food inflation moderates slightly, private label brands continue to pose an expanding level of competitive threat to premium CPG brands. If you listened to that introductory statement and thought to yourself, what, why would a premium CPG brand be worried about competition risk from private label products? They are just cheaper, basic versions of national brand products. Well, let's just say this piece of content is going to mess with your ignorant little mind. Before getting into how the evolving private label brand landscape is causing premium CPG brands to watch the proverbial backs, how about I set the foundation with some recent marketplace data? Private label growth has been happening for many years, but there was a rapid growth in 2022 that was fueled by consumer concerns over inflation and the impending recession. Yet, as we cross the halfway point of 2023, one thing remains clear. Consumers are continuing to buy more private label products. Dollar sales of private label brands increased 8.2% during the first half of 2023, which outpaced national branded product sales gains of 5.1% for that same period. Additionally, private label brand dollar share rose to a record 18.8% of the market. But let's kind of jump back into debunking that dated viewpoint of private label brands. You know, the one that they're nothing more than cheaper everyday alternatives. While those cheapest copycat-focused private label brands like Great Value at Walmart and Market Pantry at Target are still thriving, those and many more would be bucketed into what I consider private label 1.0. As mentioned earlier, private label gaining market share is not new, but the issue for CPG brands is exacerbated by economic conditions causing shoppers to get even more savvier. My theory is that when the Great Recession hit its peak in the second half of 2009, consumers, especially millennials coming into the economy, were left with less discretionary income. Because of this, they were willing to give private label brands a chance, despite growing up in a family that consistently bought branded CPG products. After that initial trial proved acceptable, these consumers were more willing to trade down to private label brands. This makes complete sense when you realize that private label products are most popular among two demographics, lower income and millennial shoppers. 
So despite the economy strengthening throughout the 2010s, large retailers saw this emerging trend and doubled down on private label brand development and product pipelines. For premium CPG brands, product innovation has always been the equalizer to competitive threats from private label brands. But that strategy might have a diminishing rate of return in today's low barrier of entry CPG landscape where retailers, just like CPG brands, can quickly create new products. As a result, many retailers are shifting their new private label product development strategy away from imitation and into creating innovative products of their own. Retailers do not only change the ingredients of the products, but also have started entering very small and sometimes experimental segments. Thus, private label not only helps with better priced alternatives to common products, but allows a consumer to enter premium niche categories without compromising their spending. This maturation and everything kind of aspect of the private label products is what I consider private label 2.0. It seems that in today's CPG business landscape, the competitive clash between premium position branded CPG products and retailer private label brands seem to be at like an all-time high. But what if I told you things were about to get even tougher? We are about to start the Private Label 3.0 era. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I have the playbook that every premium CPG brand needs. All you need to do is buy my course at 3Easy. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. He's drunk as a badger. Go ahead. Let that Holy Ghost language come up out of you. Go ahead. Just like the 2010s when the economy was on a slow upward trajectory, retailers are going to take the improving economic situation and invest further into their private label offerings. In fact, a recent FMI survey of food retail executives stated that 82% plan to increase private label brand investments moderately or significantly in the next several years. That seems obvious, right? But listen to this follow-up insight. 90% said they see innovation in their private label brands as being in the very early innings. While introducing new private label products will continue to be an important part of innovation, the efforts will go well beyond new item introductions. These surveyed food retail executives stated they are boosting innovation in areas like purpose-driven brand development, product quality sourcing certifications, unique formats that work with the owned logistics capabilities of that retailer, premium packaging functionality, and comprehensive omni-channel marketing programs. So as you can see, Private Label 3.0 will leverage some of the same strategies used by premium CPG brands to draw consumers in. Private Label 3.0 will piggyback off of my theory that having a great product is only the entry fee to compete in today's CPG market. Everything beyond that product that is unique to the brand should be the biggest focus of innovation. So today's premium CPG brands need to lean into a concept I dubbed Innovate Innovation. 
This is a strategy that focuses on delivering maximum value through customer intimacy that can't easily be replicated in the market because that's how you win against a larger competitor. And make no mistake about it, the retailers investing towards that private label 3.0 future I described will initially be those behemoths like Walmart, Kroger, and Target. But those retailers can never be as agile as your premium CPG brand. Those retailers can never be as authentic as your premium CPG brand. Those retailers can never be as open or as honest and transparent as your premium CPG brand. And finally, those retailers should not be able to understand your customers better than your premium CPG brand. Oh, and for my functional CPG brands that have been consuming this content and thinking private label penetration is quite low in across our categories, minus something like the letter vitamins and basic mineral supplements, so I'm not all that worried. Private label 3.0 will be your first elevated competitive threat because if you look back at the functional CPG landscape in the late 2000s during the Great Recession, most categories were either super nascent or didn't even exist. Plus, not merchandised in large retail at much depth or breadth compared to right now. Fast forward a decade and a half and immense growth in functional food and beverage and supplement categories has happened in those larger retail channels. So private label creation, or at least increased development interest, is justified. You also have private label 3.0 aligning with a lot of like the health and wellness principles and retailers wanting to appeal to younger consumer cohorts. Toss in the typical profitability and supply control elements, and I think this all kind of points towards more private label activity within functional CPG categories very soon. But I just want to kind of end with some quick final thoughts. Private labels will continue adapting to the changing consumer landscape, be it in a surge in demand for traditional value-oriented solutions or requests for something beyond the historical standard. It seems without a doubt at this point that retailers will continue maneuvering within the kind of the set of different price tier solutions with more premium private label products being developed to enter various niches. So don't get caught overlooking those same retailers that are your wholesale customers when doing competitive analyses because they are equally a threat to your fellow premium CPG brands. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 